0: Okay, Boker everybody. So we're continuing with Parak Yutzad, the 19th Parak of Misida Yisharim. We're talking about the parts of Chasidud. And so far, we discussed how first, how divides Chasidud into three categories regarding action, the way the actions are done, and the intention of the action. And then, within the first one, within action, was split up into between man and Hashem, between man and his friend. Uh, first one was man and Hashem, second one was between man and his friend, which was further broken down into three categories which we discussed. So now Ramchal says um, he wants to bring us some proofs. We mentioned this at the end of the last year. Ramachal is going to bring us some proofs. And he's going to quote a very interesting series of Gemarot where the students ask their rabbis, different rabbis, what do you do, what actions do you do that allowed you to merit to have a long life? So, And the, each rabbi answers things that for the most part are things that were not absolutely required of him but where he went, he went above and beyond that which was required to do something extra. So let's see. So we, I'll read the, the beginning of the paragraph. I'll bring you proofs for all these things from the words of the Chachamim. Zichronam, Blessed Memory. Even though know, these things are obvious they don't need any proof. So Ramchal says, The parak called B'nei Amru, they said, Shalu ami David Rabbi Zakai. Rabbi Zakai's students asked him, "How did you marry to have such a long life?" Amar he said to them, "Mi amai lo arba amot He said, "I never relieved myself in a place." That at some point had ever I had ever prayed in that place, even though technically the rule is one can only not use go to the bathroom in an area that is fixed for Torah study. This is an outdoor area that's fixed for Torah study. For I'm sorry, for prayer. So a person is not allowed to use the bathroom there. But even if there was a place that at one point had been used for tefillah, he would not use it uh, to uh, use it as a bathroom. The Shem lachaveri, and I never. Um, I call my friend by a nickname, velobitalti kiddush hayom, and I never ever canceled that. I never ever skipped making kiddush, the kiddush of Shabbat, specifically a Friday night. And he tells a story. I had an older mother. My mother knew how important it was for me to make kiddush on a Friday nights, but I didn't have enough money to buy wine. So she sold her hat. So I would, in order to have something, something that she had on her head, so that I would, I would be able to have enough wine for Kidushayom must have had something else that she covered her hair with. So therefore, she was able to sell her hat so that she was able to buy wine for her son to make So Ramachal says, chasidut." So this is Chassidut. This is going above and beyond the letter of the law. When it comes to the details of the mitzvot. If he didn't have money, he didn't have money for wine. So that's it. According to the letter of the law, he's exempt. He didn't have. But he was so dedicated to the mitzvah, going above and beyond that which was required, that his mother chose to sell her her head covering, her hat, so that her son could say Kiddush. He didn't have to do it, however, because of the midata chasidut, he did this. When it comes to interpersonal relationships, and when it says that he didn't call his friend by a nickname, it was even a nickname that was not offensive. That was not disrespectful. A disrespectful nickname, for sure, you're not allowed to call your friends. But even a nickname that's not disrespectful—that's mitach chasidut. It's going above and beyond the letter of the law, and therefore he did not call his friend even by a respectful nickname, which perhaps were uh, would be used in other circumstances. Okay. Rav Huna Gamken Kashar Gemi is giving another example of somebody who went beyond the letter of the law. Rav Huna Kashar Gemi al. He took some sort of like elastic type branch and he um, wrapped it around as a belt. Similarly, he also he sold his belt so that he could fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush Hayom. Therefore, Rav Huna he would use something else to tie around himself. Furthermore, another story. The students asked Rabbi Elazar ben Shammai, "How do you merit to have such a long life?" Amar Lahami said to them. I never used the Beit knesset the shul, as a shortcut. He had so much cover for the Beit HaKneset that even if he had to go to something on the other side of the Beit Knesset, instead of walking through from one end to the other just to get to the other side, he would go around or perhaps he would make a point to study something in the Beit Knesset when he passed through. That when the people were sitting on the floor, so when you walk among people who are sitting on the floor, it's a little bit disrespectful because it seems almost like you're stepping on them, or literally it sounds like they're stepping on their heads. So, in order to demonstrate kavod for the people who were studying the Beit Midrash, he wouldn't walk among them. He would make sure make a circuitous path to walk around them. So here, when it comes to honoring the beit Knesset, and honoring the man's creations, Hashem's creations, creations, not to to walk around where they are sitting, He didn't want to make it look that he's being disrespectful to them, that he's degrading to them. Therefore, he made sure to walk around. Okay, so these are two examples uh, we have of situations where uh, the Chachamim, they instructed their students to do things that were above and beyond the letter of the law in order to, uh, as demonstrated, and that's how they merited a long life, and these are demonstrations of the Midav of Chassidut. Okay, have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov, Bezrash and next year we will continue with some more examples. Take care. Bye. Kol